<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside, a brand new season for a brand new year. Let me tell you, it's going to be an exciting one. I don't know, maybe. Today we are going to be introducing Gridcoin to everyone. We'll be asking the question, what is Gridcoin? So many of you here who are listening live on this Friday, the 3.30 p.m. on the Gridcoin Discord server. And you join us every week because you can and it's fun. You can join the text with the voice chat. Many people here already know everything I'm about to say, but it's going to be fun anyway. This is for the people just coming in. Or maybe I'm going to say something new that's brilliant. But anyway, feel free to throw something in the text chat if I forget it. But we're just talking about the general Gridcoin stuff. A quick note on the funding discussion that we ended last season with. Oh, man, what a cliffhanger that one was. Guys, we're probably not going to fork the coin. Uh, but we are going to probably start doing stuff with the foundation funds. and just. It's going to be poof, gone, goodbye. So, Wells, hey, probably a good idea to donate to that foundation fund once that happens. Because if not, we're going to have limited GRC to do stuff with. Um, but we're going to use it to do cool things. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But everyone who's new, don't even worry about that. Today, we'll tell you what Gridcoin is after I have a sip of coffee. Exactly. Dear Wales, that's quite enough. Signed, Beaches. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gridcoin. What is it? Let me tell you. It's this thing called an open economic network, which is this concept built on top of this technology called a blockchain. But don't even worry about that part, because you don't need to know about it. Just like you don't know how the internet works. You just do it. So an open... <laughs> <laughs> an open economic network is uh, an economic network, and just like it says, that's open to everyone. Just like open source is source code that's open to everyone, OEMs are open to everyone. Uh, an economic network, the easiest way to think about them is as a nation. Every nation is its own economic network. Sovereign nations in particular have their own currency. They're able to mint it and control it and do whatever they want with it. The United States is a sovereign nation. It's a sovereign open, it was a sovereign economic network. It is not open. The decisions in an, a general, a traditional uh, economic network are made by those in power. And to get in power, you have to do certain th stuff. And that stuff is generally inaccessible to, <laughs> to a lot of people. So they are closed economic networks. They're essentially closed source. Uh, an open economic network, just like open source, uh, is open to changes made by anyone. Uh, there is, you can't just go in and change the network willy-nilly. It goes through its own process, but literally anyone could do it. A baby could wake up, button mash on a keyboard, and if it comes out to be beautiful code, they just change the economic network. Um, and yes, babies are born simply by waking up. <laughs> so... Gridcoin is one of these open economic networks. There are thousands of them. Every cryptocurrency, every permissionless per cryptocurrency is an OEN. Block or Bitcoin is one. Ethereum is one. Um, basically, everyone you've heard of. There are a couple private ones, and we don't care about them. They're whatever. Um, so all of these thousands of OENs, of these economic networks that are open to everyone, uh, are each one is different from the other. Each one has its own value set. And essentially what it boils down to is each one prints its own currency that supports its own value set. So uh, Bitcoin is minted 
the Bitcoin network mints its currency called Bitcoin, which uh, is used to incentivize its value, its value set, which is securing a public ledger of wealth. Um, that's it. That's all it is. Bitcoin says the ledger shall be public. Here is a currency to support that value. And it worked because that's a very powerful value. It's a very useful thing to secure a public ledger. Um, there are thousands out there that do different stuff. Dogecoin's value set, for example, has that public ledger aspect to it, but it's also like meme It's funny. It's, uh, it's playful. That's part of its value set. Life maybe shouldn't be so serious. Could be said is its value. Um, trying to think of another quick example. Uh, Ethereum uh, supports the idea of smart contracts. The idea that uh, law or or agreements can be automated and uh, you can uh, sort of use Ethereum to incentivize. Ethereum is a little more complicated, but you can use Ethereum to incentivize the securing of an uh, of a smart contract. Uh, oh, Uni, Uniswap supports decentralized finance, uh, creating liquidity in a market. It, you can incentivize the creation of liquidity in a marketplace with Uniswap and other uh, decentralized finance tools. So all of these networks have their own value set and they create their own currency. And that currency holds value because it's forgery proof. You cannot create two of the same Bitcoin. You cannot create two of the same grid coin. That's why the currency works. It's amazing. It's a crazy breakthrough. People have been trying to develop this stuff since like the 70s. Um, this, these networks are controlled by computer code. This is why this baby wakes up and button mashes on a keyboard. Because what they're doing is they're changing the code, the source code of the protocol, which runs the network. Uh, so this, this code is open source. That's why the network is open. Uh, anyone can view the source code that controls the economics of this network. And anyone can propose changes to this economic network by proposing changes to the source code. Uh, this is very powerful. All of a sudden, instead of having a couple hundred experts uh, proposing economic solutions to economic problems, you have the commons providing proposing solutions to economic problems. And in the commons, there are thousands, of, well, there's eight, nine. How many people are there on the planet these days? Nine billion? There are nine billion people who have access to the problem so they can there are 9 billion people who can propose solutions. Is it 9? I have no idea. Uh, so that's a big deal. Uh, that means we're probably going to come up with better solutions just because there's more solutions out there to choose from. There's going to be a lot of trash, but there's also a lot of really good ideas. Is it 6 or 7? I don't know. It's like 10 billion by 2050, I thought. So I was just going with 9 <laughs> at this point. Uh, so that's that's really what all of these cryptocurrencies are open economic networks that mint their own currency, use that currency to incentivize their value set and go from there. Really. Uh, thank you. There's seven and a half billion from <laughs> 2018 American billion. OK, uh, so Gridcoin is one of these open economic networks. It's a blockchain that mints its own currency to support its own value set. What is Gridcoin's value set? Science basically it that's the only that's all you need to know about gridcoin gridcoin is a currency that supports science how cool is that so there's the us dollar let's compare it to the us dollar what does the us dollar support <laughs> banks 
It supports a banking system. It supports oil. It supports um, entrepreneurship in a sense. It supports time. Time is money. Uh, well, now science is money. The more science you do, computation cycles to be precise, the more science you do, though, the more money you get. That sounds like a pretty solid economic concept. Uh, how, so let's, let's say, how does Gridcoin do this, I suppose? Gridcoin is still young, just like every other cryptocurrency out there. So this, this new technology, as it gets developed, there are going to be many ways that Gridcoin can incentivize science. Uh, but currently, what it does is it rewards computation cycles contributing uh, to the Boink network, Boink being the op Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing, uh, which Boink itself is an open permissionless system where anyone can create a computational science project and get the data crunched, get their, their science done, their computational science done. Boink currently lets people contribute to projects that work on COVID, uh, curing COVID, curing HIV AIDS, curing climate, curing, solving climate change, uh, breaking codes, like enhancing cryptography, advancing cryptography. There was even a history project that cracked all the Enigma codes from World War II. How cool is that? There's a lot of math projects. Uh, there's a lot of space projects. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of medical projects. And more than just HIV and COVID and, and all this stuff. There's um, there's a lot. Cancer is a big one. There's a lot of different cancer projects. Um, you can do basically any computational science with Boink. Uh, and if Gridcoin brings that computational science into its network, which is a little more complex than what we're going to get into today, how that operates, but you can get rewarded with Gridcoin for contributing to this science, this computational science. And to use as an example, what Gridcoin can do as this technology progresses, Gridcoin can reward people for doing more than just contributing to Boink. Uh, there was just a poll that was completed, and we'll talk about polls in a moment, uh, but a network poll said that, hey, maybe we should fold the folding at home network into the Gridcoin reward structure. So uh, hopefully in the not too distant future, you can contribute to Boink and get rewarded with Gridcoin, and you can also can contribute to folding at home and get rewarded with Gridcoin. Um, that would, that's a very practical, and reasonable thing to expect this year. And that's just an example of this technology er, uh, um, advancing, getting improved on over time because people see it as a really good idea and they see the good it can do for humanity. Um, other ideas that are going to take probably a little longer to develop um, are open funding structures where you can... Uh, you don't necessarily need to get a master's or a PhD to get your science funded. You just need to have a good idea and prove that you're capable of doing it to get your science funded. Uh, the commons will decide who gets funded instead of NIH and NSF, who are beautiful and wonderful organizations for the 20th century. Um, other things we might be able to do, open funding, open accreditation. Maybe you don't need to go to university to get accredited. You just need to prove that you know the stuff. And the commons can give you that that token of you are an expert. <laughs> Damn it, chat. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> other stuff that was going to take a little longer than like getting folding at home into Gridcoin. Uh, open funding, open accreditation, open peer review. There's sort of already open peer review in the world, but a better peer review system where... Uh, because you're accredited by the commons, you are now an expert in that field, let's say geology, and you can now approve 
or, or peer-reviewed geology papers. And all of this is secured through cryptography. So we don't have Linus Torvalds, who's in the chat <laughs> as an image, not the actual guy, uh, approving geology papers. We'll have geology experts approving geology papers, scientific papers, but it will be more open. It'll be easier to go through that process. More papers will get reviewed. It won't just be based on citations and you won't just be fighting in this, this publish, publish, publish arena, right? It'll be a, a more open scientific arena based on science, all secured by cryptography and at its foundation, supported by an open economic network that prints a currency and gives it to people who do this science. That's what the United States is, except take out science and replace it with banks. So you already live in one of these worlds, one of these open, one of these networks, this economic network, it's a closed economic network that does all the stuff I just said, except for banks. What Gridcoin does and what other cryptos do as well is take the concepts, make it open to everyone, and then replace banks with science. It's, it's not that big of a stretch once you, you start really, really thinking it through what these things are and what they do. Um, it, it's an interesting technology. I would highly recommend getting into it. Uh, now, I mentioned polls, and I mentioned that there are thousands of these open up economic networks, all with their different value sets. Um, and, and really, it's a fluid space. It is a, a marketplace. And in marketplaces, it's a marketplace of economic networks, which is crazy when you think about it. That's like a, a mindfuck, excuse the language. But in for all of human history, economic networks have not existed in a marketplace. You are a nation and you uh, assert your dominance through power. And because you are able to do that, you control the economy. Now anyone can create their own currency and anyone create, can create their own economy. It's no, so far at least, it's not determined, determined by who has the bigger gun. It might be in the future, maybe there's a outlaw certain currencies and allow others. That's a huge philosophical discussion in the space. No one really knows how this stuff's going to evolve. All we can do is develop the technology to be as best as possible. But the the concept of of giving people choice of currency, choice of economic network, choice of what they what sort of economy they want to support. So I can be born in America, in the United States, sorry, and choose to support the economic networks choose to contribute to the GDP of Mexico, essentially. That's what I'm saying you're able to do with these networks, except it's a little more broad than that because there's thousands of them. Uh, and they, if the network I'm a part of um, has many good factors, but there's a couple things that I really don't like, I can just take the good and make my own network that only does that good and exclude what I consider bad. Uh, that's it's a fork essentially. So I've uh, created another economic network. It's that fluid, just like a marketplace. I can take a business idea, uh, take a product, and say I can make this product better, and go make it better, and go try it. And whichever one's better will win out in the end. That's the theory, at least, and that's the theory of marketplaces. And generally, that's proven true through decades, if not centuries. So it what what helps keep cohesiveness in some of these networks as they move forward is community uh, consensus. And Gridcoin uses polls, internal polls run on its technology of the blockchain that help the community stay together and decide where to move forward. Because when you have the commons contributing to every aspect of how uh, society works, how a network works, like I said, it's messy. There's a lot of nonsense ideas and there's also a lot of good ideas. And But at the end of the day, you have to choose one or several 
and move forward with that. So what our polls do is they help us talk about the ideas floating out there and we 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 choose some and move forward. Uh and and that's it. That's really it. Uh so we just had this poll on folding at home. Some people didn't think we should bring folding at home into the Gridcoin economic network. We shouldn't reward folding at home. Uh, and other people did, and the majority of people did. And so it's now it's like, okay, so we're probably going to add folding at home if someone develops this, the, the software for it. Uh, and anyone who doesn't want to be part of that network can fuck on off and go make their own Gridcoin, right? So it's a little more polite than that, but that's the essential hardcore feeling, right? Um, so... <laughs> Nobody brings up a point with some of these um, concepts. Nobody being a person in, in the chat here, <laughs> not nobody. Um, he says, please don't make a zoo of economies like with Linux distros. And uh, Leland here points out it's a little too late. Um, and I don't know how Leland means it, but it could be too late in two senses of the world. There is already a zoo of economies around the world, and they all try to interoperate through uh, trash legacy protocols based on the U.S. dollar. That it just doesn't make sense. Like we can't have the U.S. dollar peg. We can't have a, a single currency in a global society. It doesn't make sense anymore. But they're still operating together and they're doing their own thing. But we really have a garbage pile of currencies, right? Now. Uh, but also, it's too late in the crypto world because there are thousands of different currencies you can choose. But what's going to happen? The same thing that happens with the Linux distro. There's really only a couple distros <laughs> like there's, there's uh ubuntu there's uh throw them in the chat what, what do you use guys as linux users most of you i'm a windows user so i don't know shit about this but there are the major ones and then there's fringe cases and, and that's what's going to happen with these thousands of currencies there's going to be the few majors bitcoin probably ethereum um probably a couple others that are created now and probably a couple others that will be uh coming out in the near future and then there's going to be a lot of fringe cases, but that's good. That's a marketplace. You want that competition. Uh, what you don't want is um, some rich dude, son of a rich guy to come in and be like, no, 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 no. We're going to make a monopoly of software. We're going to make Microsoft Windows, guys. And that's going to be the one operating system for PCs. And that's it. No competition for it. That sounds pretty, um, that sounds like a bad future. So <laughs> what we've created with economies is a way for anyone to make their own currency at any point in time. And if it's a good one, it will do well. Uh, it has to be unique as well. Because if it's a good one that just copied another one, the other one that's been around for longer will probably do better. You know, that's the the first, first mover concept. It's a better word for that, but same thing. So in a nutshell, then, Gridcoin is this open up economic network that has said that it's going to make greed useful. It's going to take this concept of greed and instead of trying to beat it down, erase it, or, or say it doesn't exist, it's going to accept that it exists. Every human has it and it's okay to be greedy. We're just going to make you have to do useful stuff with your greed. In order to get all the money in the world, you're going to have to do science. And the more science you do, the more money you get. That sounds okay to me. The current world says the more value you can extract out of an individual, the more money you get. That's the exact opposite we're trying to build. Uh, that sounds bad. And in fact, it is bad. It's making some really bad outcomes. So 
we don't care about how much value can, you can extract from a person. The people are still resources to, in, in this mindset, in this building mindset, right? There's still resources of value, but you don't need to squeeze them and limit pay, limit benefits, all this stuff to be to get the most money in the world. What you need to do is do more science with your computers. <laughs> That's it for now. And in the future, maybe there's other aspects to it. Do more scientific research, get more funding. Uh, do more peer reviewing. We can incentivize peer reviewing in the future. If you are a accredited person from the commons and, and you do a peer reviewed journal and the journal ends up or, or the article ends up being generally peer reviewed positively by thousands of people and you're on the side that one that, that said it was good, you get a little incentive. You get money for that. So you're incentivized to do it well and you're incentivized to do it often. There's There's a lot of a lot of good we can do with this concept. Um, Leland points out decentralized exchanges are making it so you can have even more currencies. Yes, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. No one knows how this is going to play out. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, so that is Gridcoin. We're making greed useful. We're saying we're you do science, you get money. We're using that concept essentially to build one of a thousand different economic networks, open economic networks, OENs. And we're this technology supported by computer code. The code has to be open source for it to be considered good by a lot of people's eyes. Um, and it, we're making it so anyone can contribute not only to the economic network, but to the system of science. And that is gotta be good, right? Tell me it's bad. And then give me a good argument on why it's bad. And I'm happy to entertain it. But then maybe I'll change my mind. But it really sounds like it's going to be a good thing. Um, is there any anything I left out, guys, about what Gridcoin is? What someone who's just coming into this community might want to know? Oh, it's a freaking community, too. We got a lot of people here who are from PhDs, like candidates, to actual scientists and researchers, to people who run their Boeing projects, to, to just people who, who never went to college, to people who like science, to people who are, are in high school, to people who whatever. There's everyone here. And we're all here for the same purpose because we like either open up economic networks or we like science or both. So that's it. There are currently 7,000 7, plus cryptocurrencies. Please talk about how that isn't a joke. I just did. There are only like 10 or 11 usable ones. Exactly, Foxy. There are, um, go on Amazon and buy string. There are like, 7,000 different types of string, but really there's only a couple that people buy. <laughs> it's That's how marketplaces work. You want as many as you can get. And the cool thing about cryptocurrencies and these open economic networks is um, you can contribute to more than one at the same time. So I used the example earlier, if I'm born in the United States in a traditional world, the world that we live in, I need to contribute to the GDP, to the economic network of the United States. Well, I it, it, sort of pull that analogy into the new world, the digital world. If I'm born in the United States or if I decide to, if I'm born in Gridcoin, <laughs> I can decide to contribute to both Gridcoin and any other coin I want. I'm not constrained to one. And if one of them dies, I'm still part of another one. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to have choice. I don't know how else to say it. It is good to have choice. It doesn't matter how many you're choosing from. Just the fact that anyone can make it is good. And then I can choose which one I want is good. Otherwise, you live in a monopoly or an oligarchy or a plutocracy. You've, 
want a choice in everything. Seller isn't trying to set their own economic model. Yeah, but who's? that's the whole point. The whole point. So Sharknado is posting how to make your own coin. <laughs> that's the whole point is anyone can make their whole co their own coin that's why it was created that's why it was created as an open source project i should say we want to make it a world where me and you can make our own currency just for ourselves it doesn't we don't need to be trying to make the economic network that's going to rule the world we can make an, a currency among our friends that's really cool that's really really cool <laughs> uh here's an example in the um Second altcoin boom in 2013-14, there was this guy who made currencies for his children, and they were just based off things they liked. Uh, lichens, vampires, and there was one other. And they were just little currencies. There's nothing about them. They don't exist anymore. But they're little blockchains to keep a ledger of stuff. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting concept. And then it also you can have that. And also, because you have that, you also leave the door open to some economic tinkerer who's like uh, i'm gonna try this new incentive structure i'm gonna integrate this new game theory uh into an economic model here is my modeling behind it here's why it will do what i think it will do uh and then they can build it and then if they succeed they've just developed a better economic network than everyone else and that becomes the new global economic network you open the door to experimentation which means that we can only as long as we don't blow ourselves up though is this is not like nukes I guess you could make an economic nuke, which, but you would have to be the already the, the superpower of economics in order to make an economic nuke, right? Like the United States is kind of an economic nuke because there's no choice. There's no ability to have an alternative system once the U.S. economic system collapses. But you open up the experimentation realm in economics, which is great. We don't have that right now. And because we don't have that, economics is one of the slowest developing fields in the world. It's slower than science. And science is fairly slow. Like, it's pretty hard to do science. Uh, it's even harder to do economics. You have to be Janet Yellen now to do economics. That's one person out of 7.5 billion from 2018. What if there were 7.5 billion experimenting with economics? I'm out of ideas. Anyone want me to ramble about anything else? All right, so I will, I'll touch on that. Um, okay, so uh, Sharknado here is asking, where's the real value? So, <laughs> hopes and dreams don't pay my bills, Holmes. So the I touched on it a little bit with Bitcoin. So the value set of each of these currencies is different, right? The real value of Bitcoin is securing a public ledger of wealth. That's incredibly valuable. The entire world is based off that. Uh, the value set of Gridcoin is science. Science is very valuable. The entire modern world is based off of it. The value set of Dogecoin is lulls, and lulls are very valuable. But also, all of these networks also secure a ledger, right? So it's Bitcoin and all these other currencies. They secure a ledger and do something else. But Bitcoin is very likely going to be the ultimate ledger, the settlement layer of all this shit. Um, but at the end of the day, the value set is malleable. At one point in time, we might value things. One, we, there's, let's say there's thing A and thing B. And at one point of time, we might value thing A more than we value thing B. So at that point in time, whatever currency has thing A as its value set is probably going to be, quote unquote, worth more than thing B. That really doesn't mean anything. It's nonsense. But in practical terms, it will be worth more. But then in 10 years, we don't need thing A anymore, or we need thing A less than we need thing B. So at that point in time, thing B will be, quote unquote, worth more 
than thing A. So what you develop with an open um, realm of economic networks where anyone can build an economic network is a fluid system that can shift easily, that can change. And when you don't, when you have a rigid system, you end up building a nuke. You have the economics the, the nuke of economics, which is the United States. If the United States economic system fails, if the US dollar collapses or becomes hyperinflated, um, the world's screwed, right? You have to have a jubilee. And at that point, you build a new economic network. So that, that happens every 40 years or so, every 100 years, whatever measure you want to use, it happens often uh, where there's a jubilee essentially and a new economic network is built. Bretton Woods, uh, all of them over the past hundred years, whatever you want to call it. So what cryptocurrency does, what this open realm of experimentation and economics does is it says we don't need to have that hard stop and reset anymore. We could have a fluid transition between thousands of different value sets happening at the same time. At the same, at, And also, we don't need to subscribe to one single value set. We can have thousands of value sets existing at the same time. And one will be more important than another at a time, but it just it flows back and forth. Be like water, you know. Bruce we Bruce Lee didn't die; he just went into hiding and became Satoshi Nakamoto. That's what I believe. Let's go there. <laughs> so the that is the benefit of all of this. No hard stop reset, because hard stops and resets are very dangerous. They generally result in war. If you don't need to have that hard stop reset. And you can just have a va- fluid transition. Great. You know, this is why in Gridcoin, within Gridcoin itself, I argue a lot for dynamic systems because they let things happen instead of trying to make things happen. You can guide the water. <laughs> I'm going to stop with the water analogy. <laughs> but it, it, it's easier to guide than it is to redirect or to direct, period. So that's the benefit here. What other questions might new? Gridcoin users have, or did I forget anything else on what is Gridcoin? When Moon, great question. Ah, okay. So if you are, better question. How do I stake with Solo? And stake is spelled wrong, but I appreciate it. Uh, so <laughs> this is a more technical question. I've been covering sort of the the concept of why Gridcoin. So we'll get into more more into this in the future. Although there are b- plenty of episodes on this already, but since it's a new season, it's kind of nice to re- redo everything, right? So. Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about this this week, actually, because it is fairly technical and it's going to be a long discussion because we have to go over pool mining and all this stuff. Um, I, I'll explain it a little bit. So I said this open economic network, all open economic networks are run on this technology called the blockchain. And in order to be an OEN, you have to be running on a permissionless blockchain. Permissionless blockchain simply means that anyone, it, it means it's a fluid system. It means anyone can come into the network and leave the network whenever they want. And what that means, coming into and leaving the network in this context, means that you are helping to secure that public ledger I've been describing. Uh, and securing a public ledger means that you are confirming transactions and recording them onto the ledger. And you can think about that as so. When I send uh, who asked this question? When I send Foxy $5, someone needs to write that down or they don't know that I sent $5 to Foxy and I'm just going to go spend that same $5 somewhere else. And I'm I'm rich now at that point. I can do whatever I want. I'm never going to run out of money. So we don't want that to happen. We want everyone to know that I gave Foxy $5 and I no longer have those $5 to spend 
Foxy has those $5 to spend. That's what that ledger is. And generally, banks, in traditional systems, banks keep that ledger. Uh, in a public, in an OEN, the public ledger keeps that ledger. The network keeps that ledger. And when you join the network in this technical context, you are becoming one of the people or the nodes that helps record those transactions. When So when you record that transaction, you are rewarded because that is a computationally intensive task to record that transaction. It costs resources to do it. So in order to get people to do it, because no one would do it for free, because essentially they will be sacrificing resources to perform a public service, which is a silly thing to ask, which is why as a tangent here, volunteer computing is kind of a silly thing to say. That's not what it is. It's sacrificial computing. But in order to get people to secure this ledger, you pay them from the protocol. The protocol mints a currency and gives it to people. It's not a, a entity has a, a certain amount of money and hands it out to people. It's no, the, the money is printed straight from the printing press and given to these people every time they add a transaction to the ledger. So Gridcoin, that's a general blockchain. Gridcoin, on top of that layer, so we reward people for securing the ledger, but we also mint some currency and give it to people based on their computation cycles they've sacrificed to Boink. So when that happens, that's a transaction. It's the money, the grid coin is going from the protocol to a person's wallet. In order to do that, you have to record it on the ledger. In order to record it on the ledger, you must stake a block. So what staking a block means... Um, being when you when you add a transaction to the ledger, you've staked a block. Let's just leave it at that. Um, so, in order to get your research rewards, the rewards due to you for crunching Boink and hopefully in the future crunching folding at home, you must stake a block. That's that. In order to stake a block in Gridcoin, we use a system, a consensus protocol called proof of stake, S T A K E, or if you're a fun person, S T. E-A-K. And you, uh, what that means essentially is the more grid coin you hold, because grid coin, the currency, represents a stake in the network, grid coin. This self-naming stuff is, gets very confusing. But once you get into the space for a little bit, you'll understand it. So grid coin, the currency, GRC, represents a stake in the open economic network called grid coin. So the more GRC you have, the more stake you have in the system. So the more stake you have in the system, the more you should be rewarded, the more power you should have because you are you have more stake. That's where that concept comes from. The so the more grid coin you the more GRC you have, the more likely you are to stake a block, which means the more likely you are to get a reward for staking that block. Proof of stake. I have proven that I have more stake in the network, so I have a higher probability of staking a block. So in order to receive your research rewards, you must stake a block. And in order to stake a block, you must have a certain amount of GRC. Technically, it's based on probability. So you could technically stake a block with almost zero GRC. It's just very, 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 very unlikely. It is recommended by people in the community who pay attention to this stuff that 5,000 GRC is a good amount of GRC to go solo, which means that you will likely stake a block within like a month or two if you have 5,000 GRC. If you don't want to do that, you can join a pool. If you don't want to buy 5,000 GRC, which is currently like an hour's worth of work for most people, uh, if you don't want to buy the GRC, you can join a pool. When you join a pool, 
everything is the same, essentially. You don't get your stats for crunching with a boink. All those stats go to the pool. Uh, but what happens is the pool stakes the block for you, gets everyone's research rewards, and then distributes it to people. So that's that's that. Either you buy about 5,000 GRC, and that number changes based on how many people are securing the network. Um, but currently, and for the foreseeable future, it's going to be about 5,000 GRC. Uh, so either you buy 5,000 GRC, you uh, crunch Boink, you set up your wallet, uh, which if you want to do that, come into the Discord. Uh, people will be happy to walk you through it. You can also go to the website, gridcoin.us, and there's a tutorial there that will walk you through it, a guide, rather. Uh, I also have a YouTube tutorial on it. I'm going to make a new one soon, uh, but you can find my YouTube, jringo303, jringo, I don't know. But it's up there, Gridcoin tutorial. And uh, you set up the wallet. With your GRC, you move your GRC to the wallet, you stake a block, and you you, you crunch, boink, you, you do all the guide stuff, and you stake a block, you get your ERR. Or you go to the pool, and you follow that guide, also at gridcoin.us. You set up with the pool. You don't get all your boink badges or your boink stats, but you still get your GRC, and eventually you'll earn enough GRC to start staking solo. And that's how you set up that way if you don't want to buy a GRC first. Really? Foxy points out to me that it was 5,000. Now it's close to 8,000 to get a stake about every 30 days. So the reason for this, and this will be the final thing, I think, is that as more people secure the ledger, the harder it becomes to stake a block. So in order to become more likely to stake a block, you have to increase the amount of GRC you're holding to um, and, and actively staking on the network in order to get a higher probability just that's just because there's essentially more people in the network contributing to network security which is securing that ledger which is adding transactions to the ledger the more people fighting over the right over the privilege to add transactions to the ledger uh, so in order for you to compete in that new ecosystem that new marketplace you have to increase your competitiveness which means it get more gfc great question foxy We'll maybe go into more details on that in the future on exactly how setting it up is, but I, I think I did all right in about 10 minutes. Um, if you have any more questions, dear listener, come in every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server, and there's a whole community here who's happy to answer your questions because everyone here loves this stuff. Uh, but if you come in specifically at 3.30, I'll be here rambling with other people who also are huge love to talk during this and have great information to share. Jim is here, example, he's a he's a core developer. I like chocolate, does a lot of theory uh, and thinking about this stuff and, and other people just great contributors in general. So unless there are any final thoughts here um, or anything someone thinks I should cover in the what is Gridcoin episode, let me know. End it with the podium pound. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so since there are no other thoughts, we'll be wrapping it up here. I hope to see everyone next week. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. And remember, great coin is king. <laughs>